welcome back to our third episode of Opportunity Thrives, where we are committed to better supporting the needs of today's struggling secondary students. Through interviews with students, teachers, administrators, technologists, and education influencers, we want to understand what's working in our schools today, what's not, and how we can impact positive and lasting change. We would love to hear your feedback and suggestions on our show. Please click in the podcast notes to leave us a review, provide input, or even send us questions. You can also reach out to us at info at opportunitythrives.com. On today's show, we want to talk about what educators and instructors need most when it comes to digital curriculum. Online learning has given rise to a spectrum of instructional models that redefine teaching and learning in the classroom. At one end, teachers use digital content to enhance teacher-led instruction and provide remediation. At the other, digital curriculum is leveraged to transform primary instruction and support initial credit and credit recovery programs. When implemented thoughtfully, blending digital learning by classroom teachers can be just as effective, or even more so, than face-to-face or online learning alone, when it, especially when it comes to increasing student outcomes and maximizing teacher resources. However, for teachers who are adding one more thing to their day job, it can feel overwhelming. And today, we want to understand what teachers need most when it comes to adopting new digital curriculum programs and some of the strategies that administrators can implement in order to make the adoption of new technology a much more seamless process for our educators. Our first guest, Laura Lee, is an editor and writer writer for Edutopia. Prior to her role at Edutopia, she worked as an educator with a civic education organization and then as a program administrator for two Fulbright, Fulbright grant programs. She has a master's degree in journalism from the University of Maryland, where she was an Eleanor Merrill Fellow. She has also worked at NPR, producing content for The Washington Desk, All Things Considered, and Talk of the Nation. Welcome, Laura. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to relive my audio days with you. (laughs) Well, we're thrilled that you're here. We also have Shanice Goldsby, an assistant principal at Broadview Middle School in Burlington, North Carolina, here with us today. Shanice has been an educator for 17 years, 14 years as a seventh grade ELA and reading teacher, and going on three years in, in administration. She is passionate about empowering her teachers to excel with digital curriculum, and she will be providing specific strategies to help teachers get the resources that they need to be successful. So thank you for joining us, Shanice. Thank you, Jason. Jason, I'm delighted to be here today. I think it's important to remember that teachers play a major role in any digital curriculum conversations as they are are critical, they're critical to its success. I look forward to the discussion today. I totally agree with you. So thank you, Shanice. To get started, I wanted to ask you, Laura, if you could share any research on what teachers are saying about using digital tools in the classroom. Are we seeing an uptick in the usage with classroom teachers of technology? Well, yes, we are. We're um, The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had a report recently called Teachers Know Best, and it's what educators want from digital instruction tools. So they asked um, more than 3,000 teachers how they're using digital tools in the classroom and you know, a wide range of questions, attitudes toward technology, whether they think their existing digital tools are effective, if they have access to the tools that they need, 
And um, what they found out is that almost everyone is using tech in some form. That's not surprising. We know some estimates say that uh, that ed tech is a, I think the last one I saw was $13 billion industry. So the survey really tracked with that. More than 90% of teachers who were surveyed are regularly using some form of digital digital tool to guide their instruction. But really, you know, like many tools, it's going to vary depending on the school, how they use it, when they use it. Um, and one of the challenges that we see in this survey is that teachers may not be involved in the selection process for the technology that they're using, but they're still the ones that are responsible for incorporating it into teaching. So that's really at the heart of um, tech use, you know, because tech doesn't operate in a vacuum. Uh, using technology alone will increase learning. It has to be paired with good teaching. Um, so we are seeing, you know, uh, increased tech usage, um, according to people who answered this survey. Hmm. That's some uh, interesting statistics and some is- interesting dissonance in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shanice, we've heard some really incredible things about the program that you have at Broadview Middle School. How has your school made a commitment to implementing technology? Thank you, Jason. Yes. First, let me take you take a step back and share what inspired our digital learning program here at Broadview Middle School. Digital learning solutions provide teachers with the ability to personalize learning with their classroom teachers, maximizing the potential to meet individual student learning needs. Um, these programs, in, a, in these programs, it allows students to work with their own pace, uh, work at their own pace. Students can work together to meet their scheduled targets to stay on track. When you consider what's going on in the world today, Now, more than ever, middle and high school students are assessing information and news online, communicating, sharing, and exchanging ideas and concepts through the use of technology. Online learning enables teachers to tap into this world of that constant learning through multimedia, video, chat, interactivity. And as educators, we have that potential to harness the power of the everyday technology to bring educational theories into our own classrooms. Online learning is also an incredible way to compensate for the reduced access to teaching information and time dedicated to track students' progress. The practical benefits to teachers can be measured in terms of time-based efforts and workload reduction. For example, using digital curriculum, teachers can quickly track students' progress and determine where they may have a learning gap or where they may need more help. There is absolutely no doubt that online learning is a benefit to our educators, but it is also important that we consider how to support our teachers in the adoption of these digital resources within the classroom to ensure they are used effectively. At Broadview Middle School, we are working with several different online programs. Um, We have Imagine Learning, which is uh, math and literacy, We have digital textbook that allows our students to have access to text and video and virtual learning. We also have school-wide access to Apex Learning Tutorials, where our teachers have had professional development on implementing this program in their classroom. Wow, that's really impressive. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Laura, let me ask you, did the teachers who responded to the survey, did they note any differences in satisfaction with the technology implementation if they were involved in the, dig- in the decision-making process? 
Yes. So perhaps it's um, not surprising to listeners that if teachers participated in the selection of technology tools, then they're more likely to report that their needs are being met. Um, Now, we should say the study is self-reported, but according to people who took it, only 18% of teachers participated in the selection of the technology that they use. So it makes sense if you're included in the decision-making process, then you're going to report, you know, more satisfaction with the resources that you're using. Yes, that certainly does make sense. But uh, (laughs) a common best practice isn't always that common, is it? Right. Um, Shanice, how did you handle the digital curriculum adoption at your school? Uh, Were the teachers involved in the selection process from the beginning, or did you provide professional training on how to use the curriculum once the administration made the selection? What did that look like at your school? Well, that's a great question. Um, At our school, we believe that it's necessary to get our teacher input. Um, For example, I selected 20 teachers to pilot Apex Learner Tutorials for the 2018-2019 school year. Um, This group of teachers received training through Apex um, twice in the school year, and I met with them throughout the school year to get feedback on the program. Um, You know, we talked about how it can be used in classes, how it should be used in classes, how we can use the student data to measure student growth. Was the program student teacher friendly? Um, With that information, our teachers requested that it be purchased for entire school that 2019-2020 school year. So yes, it's definitely important that we get the teachers um, feedback and the teaching staff in, in the adoption of any instructional curriculum. Well, it sounds like you have some exceptional leadership qualities. Uh, great job on that. Laura, when teachers were included in the digital curriculum selection process, did they provide any input on what they prioritized when it came to digital curriculum? They did. So um, teachers in this survey, when they were involved in the selection process, the things they really put at the top of the list um, were cost effectiveness and ease of integration. So that makes sense, you know, based on what we hear regularly from our community of teachers at Edutopia. They have busy days, they have lots of obligations, they want tech that they can afford and that their, or that their school can afford and that will fit in seamlessly with, with what they're already doing. So the ease of integration response there makes sense to us. Um, teachers also said they prioritize the ability of a tool to help them tailor their instruction. And we see that in our community of teachers as well. You know, sometimes they'll modify tools to help with their specific needs. We have one educator who writes for us, um, Kareem Farah, who taught math in D.C. He created videos of his instruction so he could maximize the time for individual attention. So it's really about using the technology to expand capacity, which goes back to what we said earlier about good tech just can't stand alone. It has to be paired with good teaching. Um, And when we look at what teachers are choosing in terms of the tech when they have input, um, it's probably not surprising that they put a lot of emphasis on Um, the recommendations of other teachers. I think more than half of the teachers in the survey said they pick tools that other teachers recommend. Um, And almost half of them said they rely on recommendations from their principal administration. And that makes sense too, because that means they can see or hear firsthand, you know, how how a tool is actually going to work in the classroom. Huh. Wow. That's a really interesting uh, fact. I I wouldn't have uh, thought that. Um, Laura, what are some of the uh, the barriers that teachers face when they adopt new technology? Well, um, 
Again, probably not surprising, uh, access remains the major barrier. So nearly half the teachers in this survey said their students lack sufficient access to te technology outside the classroom. And we know that's something teachers are cognizant of, whether you know their students are going to be able to complete the assignments as homework, if they're going to have access to the tools or the internet at home. Um, that can be a, a major barrier. The other barrier is adequate funding. You know, more than a third of the teachers in the survey said that their schools don't have adequate funding for technology. And um, the kinds of funding that you see when you see it invested, according to the surveys, um, more for whole class or large group instruction. So things like projectors, laptops, whiteboards. Um, so access really is the main barrier that teachers cited. There are some other challenges, of course, you know, discomfort with the tech if you're not comfortable with it. But it's really access that we see um, as the main uh, reason that educators might not be able to try new technology. Excellent. I, I love having both the research side and the practitioner side on here. So, um, Shanice, from the practitioner side, what barriers have you faced with technology adoption in your schools? Well, Jason, we have a few hurdles that we've have had to overcome. Um, and Laura mentioned one with the lack of sufficient access to technology. Um, having enough equipment has been a huge issue um, in our teacher buy-in. Um, we have pushed in the past two years to become one-on-one -on -one with our technology, and we are nearly there. Um, all of our core classes, you know, the, uh, the English, social studies, our math and our science classes, the tested area classes now have Chromebook or iPad cards, allowing all of our students to have access to technology. In the previous years, not having the technology in the classroom was the main struggle for teacher buy-in. But again, we have worked really hard to get that technology out for our students and teachers. Hmm. So digging a little bit deeper on that, within your school, have you seen that when teachers are involved in the digital cur curriculum process uh, from the beginning, that they're more invested? in using and not only using, but also maximizing the resources that they have available to them? Yes, um, that has definitely been the case within our school. We found that thoughtful planning has been the key to effective program using digital curriculum and lasting success requires integrating continuous evaluation. Because teachers work directly with students day to day, they carry the primary responsibility for supporting learning we have the power to influence three fundamental structures that create conditions for teachers and students to succeed. Um, our first one is to foster an open school culture. If educators and staff feel like they can ask questions, provide comments and input about digital curriculum they are using, they will be more willing to effectively understand how to use the resources they have available to them. Um, secondly, accessing access to training. Good teachers love to teach, but the best educators enjoy the opportunity to learn on a constant basis. Teaching will, with digital resources means teachers need to constantly hone and refresh their skills on whatever program they may be using. Making professional development a daily activity can keep everyone up to speed. And finally, that providing that time and support for professional learning communities. It's important to create time for teachers to work together to analyze and to improve their classroom practice to achieve better results for the students they serve. 
um, create common planning periods to ensure that teachers within similar subjects areas have that chance to collaborate, ask questions, understand best practices. We found um, here at Broadview that providing time for teachers to call on their colleagues to help them reflect on areas of concerns, new ideas, materials, strategies, and talents of the entire team can make a tremendous difference in their success with digital curriculum. Well, I think that's really interesting that it's not just access to, to the tools, but also a structure that really facilitates their effective use of that. I think that's incredible. So beyond what you've already mentioned, those those uh, structural imprints, what would you say are some specific strategies that you have used with your teachers, let's say your middle school teachers, uh, to help them understand how to effectively use the digital resources that they have available? Yes, we, we've done a couple of different things that I believe has really set us up for success in terms of getting teachers on board with digital curriculum. We've established a challenge for the teachers to participate in our digital curriculum programs, encouraging them through badges and adding their participation on bulletin boards. We established teaching and learning sessions, which allow our teachers to come and pick the experts' brains, inviting administration or teacher leaders that excel with certain online programs to share their knowledge. That's great. It sounds like you have been really effective at engaging your teachers. I want to ask about the impact that it's had on your students. Have you all seen an increase in student outcomes with the adoption of digital curriculum tools? Oh, absolutely. Um, for example, we had one of our sixth grade teacher leaders that has become one of our Apex Learning Superstars. Um, she has implemented this program well in her class for the past year. Um, and I like to mention she's also one that piloted that program for me. Um, she saw a 15 percent gain in her proficiency from year to year from the last school year. So we're very excited. And she was extremely excited about that growth. Excellent. And I think at the end of the, the day, that's what it's all about, that we're positively impacting the students that we serve. Uh, I want to thank both of you, both Laura and Shanice. As you both pointed out today, it's so important that we consider teachers when implementing digital curriculum programs. And even better, if we get them involved in the adoption process right from the I think our listeners will be able to apply several of these strategies within their own districts and their own classrooms. Thank you again for your time today, and we look forward to listener feedback on today's show. Please reach out to us with questions or comments at info at opportunitythrives.com or write us a review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening in today, and we'll see you next time.